I'm on a soapbox today, guys. I'm just I'm just preparing you. I am absolutely beside myself. And do you see all this paper? It, it, and for those of you who are just listening on the podcast, I I, I copied off a, a bunch of material today for this particular show. You got to remember, I spend a tremendous amount of time just reading. I'm a, I'm a part of, uh, I follow a number of law firms across the, the country and work with attorneys all over the place. And um, of course, I'm, you know, getting emails and, and different blasts of, of different case laws that are, or excuse me, cases that are going on across the country with the EEOC and, and wage an hour and, and such. But I'll tell you what, some of my greatest teachers, some of our greatest teachers as HR professionals are some of the biggest companies in the country because they are making some of the biggest mistakes that are so preventable. I mean, blatantly preventable and they just can't get it. I, I, I know if you've been, if you've been following me since I started this back in 2015, uh, you've heard me talk about a, a client that I once had who looked at me and said, Pandy, this is not the way we did it at Burger King. And I had to laugh because I said, well, you know, even Burger King could make it wrong. And I don't even remember what it was that we were talking about. But my point was, is that I don't care how big your organization is. I don't care who you are. You can make mistakes because none of us are perfect. But some of this stuff is just it's just a situation where I'm thinking, what in the world were they thinking when they allowed this stuff to happen? Let's let's start with this one. Um, <laughs> Cloudbeds is going to pay $150,000 to resolve an EEOC disability discrimination case where they had an individual, a well-qualified IT administration, candidate who is deaf, uses American Sign Language to communicate. And yet the company terminated his candidacy on the basis that verbal communication and hearing were job requirements for the position in a remote setting. Hey, CloudBits, this is 2024. Do you know how difficult that is? Oh, wait, wait, let me, let me rephrase that. Now they know how difficult that is to withhold and substantiate because the EEOC, EEOC said, uh, no, you don't get the opportunity to do that. You violated the Americans with Disabilities Act and you should not under any circumstance have terminated this gentleman's candidacy just because you didn't think he could communicate correctly. Here's Citizens Bank. They're going to pay $100,000 to settle an EEOC disability discrimination case. Uh, this one is in Rhode Island. And according to this case, uh, they had a call center employee who developed an anxiety disorder and requested to be reassigned to a position that did not require him to field calls with aggravated customers. I wouldn't want that job. And... Gee, she used to say that the anxiety disorder wasn't with dealing with those kind of people all the time. But despite a hundred or more job openings in the company, 
Citizens Bank refused to reassign the employee or even discuss an alternative accommodation until he returned to the job at the call center in the same position his disability prevented him from performing. The employee was forced to resign. Obviously, if the employer is going to refuse to engage in the interactive process, what do you think is going to happen? Now, $100,000 may not be a lot to Citizens Bank, but how would that affect you? How would that affect your organization? And as I'm reading these to you, I want you to ask yourself, what should have happened? What could Citizens Bank have done? What could have cloud beds have done to prevent this? Ah, here's one. Dollar General. <laughs> and I'm only laughing because it almost seems like Dollar General <clears throat> can always give us. Well, here's another one for Walmart. These two can always give us something to talk about. But this one is where Dollar General is going to pay a million dollars to settle a disability and a GINA lawsuit. Now get this one. In Alabama, a distribution center for Dollar General required applicants to pass a pre-employment medical exam during which they were required to divulge past and present medical conditions of family members. No, not just them themselves, but of family members such as cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. It's also alleged that Dollar General used qualification criteria that screened out qualified individuals with disabilities themselves. They also rescinded job offers to applicants whose blood pressure <laughs> exceeded 160 over 100 or who had less than 20 over 50 vision in one eye, even when those impairments did not prevent the applicants from safely performing the job. Wouldn't you think that somebody at Dollar General would have been smart enough to catch some of this? And I'm only saying that, I don't mean to be abusive, but you know, sometimes I have companies look at me and go, well, you know, I worked at Burger King, so I know how to do this. You don't know what you're doing, Pandy. Well, guess what? I'm still here. Um, and Walmart, God only knows how much money Walmart has paid out over the years. Here's another $60,000 that they're going to settle uh, on an EEOC sexual discrimination lawsuit. This one is coming from a Walmart in Iowa where a department manager, let's see. Oh, they refused to promote an employee to a department manager position based on sexual stereotypes about women with young children. Oh, let's stop right there. How many times have you had one of your managers or supervisors look at you and go, oh, come on, she's got small kids. You know, what, what's her absentee isn't going to be. I remember a board member. I was on the board for the uh, a symphony, not here in Cincinnati, but at a previous place where I lived. And one of the board members, we were uh, interviewing executive directors, and one of the board members just blurted out, wow, we can't hire that individual because she's at an age where she may have children, and we don't need a pregnant executive director. 
Oh, gosh, that kind of stuff just burns a, a scar in my brain. Um, according to the evidence presented to the EUC, when the employee asked why she was passed over the, the promotion, the store official noted that she had young children at home and that store management assumed, assumed she was not interested in advancing her career at Walmart for a long-term position. Instead, they promoted a woman who did not have children. Anybody want to tell me what they violated on this one? How about Title VII? What should have happened here? Okay, my last one. Uh, don't you love it when I get all um, <laughs> wound up about this? Wheeler Trucking in uh, Lorraine County, Ohio, right here in my own backyard, had a former employee who claimed, oh, well, they subjected him to frequent and severe harassment because of race and religion. They denied him Saturdays off of work, which he requested as a religious accommodation. And the EEOC alleged that the harassment by Wheeler trucking personnel included the use of racial slurs and other derogatory terms. The employee complained about the harassment multiple times, during his employment, but the company did not make meaningful efforts to remedy their harassment and prevent future harassment. And the company's treatment of him worsened, ultimately resulting in his separation from employment. Ladies and gentlemen, every single one of these that I just read could have been prevented. And that's what I want to talk about today. Now that I'm 10 minutes into the show, how many of you are talking to your boots on the ground? How many of you are talking to your supervisors, your managers? You're coaching them, you're mentoring them, you're training them. This stuff is just negligence, blatant negligence. It's either negligence on their HR people because they weren't training those individuals to say this is not acceptable. This is not the way we do business. Or come and ask me if you have any concerns that you don't know how to properly respond. The applicant process should be, that, that should absolutely go through your senior leadership. And if your senior leadership doesn't know what's appropriate when it comes to asking about medical information, you run don't walk. You run to your labor law attorney or your consultant, but you run and ask, is this a good idea? Is this appropriate? Can I, can I get into trouble with this? If you've got individuals using racial slurs, if you've got supervisors that are denying accommodations or, or worse yet, judging, prejudging and assuming that someone is either disabled or incapable based on their children or their family's medical history. I mean, this is just, um, and you know what? I get this on a regular basis. These are just a couple that I printed out before the show. This is going on all the time. But this is wrong, illegal it costs you money that you don't need to be spending. 
And we try so hard on this show to help you see the warning signs. But I, you have to be out on the floor talking to your people. And you've got to be listening. And if nothing else, I, you've heard me say it a million times, teach your management and your leadership to partner with you if you are in the HR role. And if they think they hear the request for an accommodation, or if you think they're looking at something sideways, if they think they don't know or have the skill sets and knowledge to approach a circumstance, a situation, a conversation, you're there. You're listening to this show. You have the tools to help them get through this and avoid these kind of problems for your company. Thank you for listening. Because if you're listening, then you do want to do things right. And we'll do everything possible to support you in that. Because that's who we are. We're the human resource.